Thanks to GigaPoints for supporting the Apple Bits XL. GigaPoints is a site that helps you find the best credit card. GigaPoints uses data to pinpoint the cards that will give you the most points based on your actual spending. See how much you could earn at gigapoints.com slash applebits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, a.k.a. BTZ, your host with the most. It is one of those shows because guess what? It's the kind of, I guess, post-show breakdown reaction to the Apple event, which featured the entire iPhone 12 lineup, iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max. I had to bring another brain in here to talk all about it. So Rich DeMiro from KTLA, friend of the show, is going to jump on in a second, and we're going to talk all about it. This show is also always about you all. Continue to call in. All you got to do is record a voice memo. I think you're going to have a lot of reactions from this because also pre-orders for the phone are happening within a day or two when you hear this. So that means you're going to have thoughts on that as well. Record it on your phone, on your laptop, applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow with a Z at gmail.com. Also, patreon.com slash Tong is how you support this show. I am so grateful for all of your support through these crazy times. $2, $5 a cup of coffee, $10, $25, the $100 platinum level. You get early access to content, benefits at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Patreon.com slash Tong is how you do it. All right. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Let's just get into the conversation, the breakdown, the reactions, the good things we saw, the bad things we saw. Here it is, Rich DeMiro and myself talking about all things iPhone 12 and HomePod mini. All right, everybody, had to bring back the man, the myth, the legend, Rich DeMiro from KTLA. What up, Rich? Hey, Brian, thanks for having me on to talk iPhone, my favorite subject. Is that, is that why we're actually here? I think so. Didn't oh. they have an event? You're right. They did have an event. It it reminded me of the iPhone 5, though. But yes, you're right. This was an iPhone 12 event. So, hey, Rich, uh, thanks so much for coming out. And I always like to give you a chance to shine and tell people where they can find all your great work. So why don't you let them know? Well, of course, uh, you know, if you're in L.A. area, you can watch me on KTLA Channel 5. That's where I do the tech report. But, you know, I'm also on social media and uh, my website's richontech.tv and, of course, Instagram at richontech. You know what? I think we talked about this last time, but I am rich on tech across all the social media platforms. So just find me, pick which one you like. And, um, you know, my podcast, too, is called Rich on Tech. Everything it's it's everything is rich on tech. So is, just search very that on up. brand, very on brand. I try, you know, I mean, you got to be these days because things are so easy to forget about. So if it's like, if you remember one thing I said, you're like, what was that guy? Oh yeah, Rich on Tech. See, there you go. It's, it's just rolls off, rolls off the tongue. You know, I picked that name because of Facebook. It was just like, I was literally starting my Facebook page <laughs> like 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was. And I was like, ah, I need something. And I was like, ah, what would work? Cause Rich DeMiro is too tough to it sort is. of hear on TV and then go to find it. You know what I mean? Like, how would you spell that? So I was like, oh, Rich on Tech works. And there, that was it. Beginning of it all. How how would you spell Rich DeMiro if you never heard it? I, I would get it right. You No, you wouldn't. You would do like D... You wouldn't even know. DeMiro, D-A-M-U-R-E-R-O. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, if you were in the South, you'd be like, you know, like A-U-X would be at the end. You know, be like, you think it's like Creole, like DeMiro X. That's good. That's good. So... I lived in Louisiana and that was the toughest thing because I was like, how do you pronounce like X? And like, I realized towards the end that you don't <laughs> like that's not. <laughs> so that happened what uh, a few months ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk iPhone 12 event, also HomePod mini. And, you know, it's always fun where we can just kind of go back and forth because there's so many things that Apple announced, but so many things that we kind of find out a little bit later. Uh, but let's, I'm going to actually flip things, flip the script because I'm going to start us off with a little the appetizer that they showed off, the HomePod mini. I know you came here to talk about iPhone. You're like, wait, I guess I'm going to go. No, I'm going to keep you here, bro. HomePod mini. So I'd love to get kind of your first impressions of what you thought about it. I thought it was uh, it's cute. I think that they (laughs) they came in at the right price point at 100 bucks. And I think they specifically did not go after that, you know, 20. I mean, I just bought an Echo Dot for, you know, 30 bucks. (laughs) 
Um, you know, th those were like $19 over prime day. So, I mean, clearly, you know, we're, uh, Amazon and Google are going is just like mass, mass, mass. And Apple has never been about that. So I think at $99, they get, it's a good price point. You can have several of these as you build up your collection. You're not going to buy them all at once, but, uh, it also gives you a taste of, you know, good audio quality. You got Siri. So it's everything you sort of need at a decent price point. Um, the main thing that's not there is the Spotify support natively. Mm -hmm. And um, otherwise, I think that they have – I don't think it's going to function as much of a smart speaker as the other two. But I think that they're they're in a good place with this speaker, more so than the first one. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of callers after my live stream. It surprised me. I think the first – Four callers all wanted to talk about the HomePod Mini, and you know we know it's a big iPhone event. We also know that we kind of expected to see a lot of things that we did find out at, about the iPhone, and so maybe it was because a little more surprising to them. But what I found that resonated with them is that they a lot of Apple users, even if they've played in these other ecosystems, some did, some didn't. They've kind of been wanting Apple to give them a reason to even try the smart home, and all these people. They were excited about the HomePod Mini. I honestly didn't expect that. I mean, I thought the iPod, the HomePod Mini, like you said, at its price point, is great for what they're trying to do if they want to expand that because I've been covering this freaking smart speaker for a while, and right now they only have 2.8% of the U.S. smart home speaker market, which is nothing when you say Apple. Amazon. Yeah, Apple. Amazon has 50. Google has 31. Apple has 2.8%. I mean, so, that, that's okay. nothing. Let's look at it at a, at a different way. I mean, think about the growth there. When you True. talk about Apple with the smartwatch, I mean, they came in and boom, they're, they're like the, I mean, people don't talk about other smartwatches. Now, I don't think that's going to happen with this smart speaker, but what I do see is at this price point of $100, anyone you know that has an iPhone, it becomes the perfect gift. It becomes the perfect thing to get. Uh, if you're in the Apple store buying something, it's like, oh, I can get that $50 case or for another 50 bucks, I can buy that speaker. It's just one of the, it just gives you an Apple, another avenue to revenue, but also it allows them to spread their wings a little bit more with the home and the smart home and Siri. And I think it's pretty brilliant and it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks I mean, nice. I, I liked how it looks. I think it looks really great. So I think that they have uh, somewhat of a winner with the little HomePod Mini. Yeah, I th the other thing that stood out to me is everyone was so excited about Intercom. And what made me laugh is that Google has had Intercom on their Google Home and Assistance for at least a year and a half, maybe even two. And everyone's like, I can't wait to use that Intercom feature. And it, again, reminds me of how Apple, their, their audience, the general consumer audience and even people that follow tech don't follow every tech thing religiously all the time. But you know, now when I hear them all getting excited about Intercom, I'm like, this has been around for two years, and it is the power of Apple's brand and marketing muscle that all of a sudden this feature that has existed is now on their platform, and it's completely new and exciting. They were Absolutely. excited about it. We've seen this over and over with Apple, and I always joke about this. I mean, look at wireless charging, look at uh, you know the wide-angle cameras, all these things that all the Android people are like, oh, we've had this on Android for so long. I always say it does not matter because <laughs> if you're an iPhone user, you're not an Android user. If, if you're an Apple iPhone user that has never had a smart speaker or you've got the Alexa or whatever, um, it doesn't matter because it's like when Apple does it, now you're going to try it. And by the way, it works with all their different gadgets across the board. I'm not sure if they said that was coming soon or, you know, with an update or whatever, or if that's going to be day one. But it's pretty cool to know that you can reach your entire family across all the Apple products, whether they're in the car, at home, on their watch, on their phone, on their iPad with one message. And it, it's kind of neat. Now, will people be using that as much as we think right now? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I just got into the whole walkie talkie thing on the Apple watch that never really took off. But, uh, you know, you never know. It might. I think the funny thing when they showed off that whole intercom feature, one of them was like, if your kids are listening to AirPods by themselves in the room, it takes over their AirPods. I don't I, if I was a kid, I hope that I could turn that off because, you know, you're jamming to your favorite music and all of a sudden you hear mom or dad in your ear in your AirPods. No one wants that. 
Not, uh, that's a grown ass person doesn't uh, want that. But it's so smart. It's like it, it reminds me of that like emergency broadcast system. You know, it's like <laughs> if you're watching TV. And then I wondered, I was like, oh my gosh, what, what's going to happen when like we all switch to like uh, Spotify and these other services? And like they, you know, of course your phone rings now, you know, with the, with the emergency stuff. So they figured it out. But I think that's a funny move by Apple mm-hmm. to do that. But it makes sense, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get a, you know, tell your kids it's time for dinner and they've got the AirPods in, they'll, they'll hear it. So just to kind of go over some of the features that maybe we didn't outline, you talked about how um, it'll be compatible with some services. They did put out a list of which ones. So out of the gates, obviously it'll play Apple Music. It'll be compatible with iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and TuneIn Radio, music streaming services, Pandora, and Amazon for now, but no Spotify yet. And we know that Spotify has kind of had some beef with Apple in the past, and I thought it was kind of interesting because, you know, there were reports that they were working more closely together with their app. They have Spotify on the Apple Watch. Maybe they'll start offering integration in Apple, opening these up to third parties. I, it'll be interesting to see maybe in six months, if within six months, if Spotify jumps on this or if they – it would be telling us, show me that they still have beef between the two companies if Spotify does not jump on this platform. And Spotify is the one that I use. Well, I think it's tough when, when Apple has their own, you know, Apple music and they're pushing that and I get it. Apple, I feel like they've been a lot better in recent months with like opening up things and letting, you know, like if you look at CarPlay for a long time, Apple maps was not on there mm-hmm. and now it or feels Google like, maps, you mean Google maps, uh, sorry, Google maps. That's right. So, and now it's just like, it's just, you, it seems normal that it's there. Um, with the Apple watch, it's been really slow, but like, we're kind of seeing the music services, but kind of like half baked, like Spotify, you know, I, whatever's on there, you can like control it, but you can't like download stuff. Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, we're seeing this little by little, and I think Apple has a, a fine line to walk by, you know, they're, they're selling their own products. And, you know, at the same time, they of course want people to come into their garden and you need to have other products to attract that. And it's kind of like what, what Google does and what Amazon does. They have their own stuff, but they kind of open it up to anyone as well. And it seems to be a little bit easier because there's more stuff available. Although with all these tech companies, we're seeing more and more silos anyway. So, uh, it's just kind of the way of the world. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for, for the consumer. Yeah. The, the other thing, when you talk about the home, I what I got excited about, I was actually, kind of worried that will they actually bring all the features from the HomePod mini to the big HomePod now I did did you get a HomePod I mean I purchased one for 199 because I wasn't wasn't going to pay any more for that and I I think it's worth it do you have a HomePod I forgot I I do have one I've I don't have it plugged in though (laughs) (laughs) Rich it does actually sound really good I know it sounds good but you know I'm a Sonos person and I've got all my Sonos speakers and you know and to be honest if I was going to switch at this point I mean I think that these these little minis actually really like kind of are compelling, but the problem is integration into the Sonos. Of course, that's always a problem, but also the, the new speaker from Google is pretty darn good. And I love Google assistant. So I was thinking of making a case, you know, at $99 plus the little dots or whatever, the, the tiny ones, you know, you can put a speaker in every room like over a weekend. And, you know, with Sonos, it's taken me like eight years to purchase all their speakers. <laughs> hey, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they're so darn expensive. <laughs> but the Nest Audio at $99 for people that are already on the Google ecosystem, this Look, there's plenty of Apple users that have committed to Amazon's Alexa, the Sonos platform, which is compatible with all those services. Google's, I don't, I don't know unless you're someone who's held out if, you, if this would be compelling enough for you to all of a sudden switch out all your gear to Apple gear. I know there are going to be the loyalists that do that, but even someone like me who's equipped with Amazon stuff all over the place right now, um, I I don't know if I'm going to complete, I, I don't see myself outfitting my stuff and replacing it just for an all HomePod setup, especially when they're still not compatible with enough smart home devices. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a tough sell. I don't see many people doing that um, just because, like you said, it's expensive and you've already got something that works. And what benefit does the HomePod bring? I mean, yes, you get Siri, but you can easily do those commands on your phone. And also the HomePod or the uh, the HomeKit stuff is not fully built out yet. So I don't think there's too much of a an impetus for most people to switch over unless you said, like you said, they're an Apple loyalty, loyalist and they just want that. And it does. It looks cool. I think they they definitely nailed design. I haven't seen it in person yet, mm-hmm. but it seems like they, of course, got that Apple design down that just looks awesome. Yeah. Um. Just when I kind of went back and forth about HomePod and HomePod mini getting all the same features. So. 
two things that the standard 299 HomePod has that this HomePod mini does not have is one of them is spatial awareness. So that's where it kind of uses microphones to detect where it's located and how to optimize the sound that's available in the regular high-end HomePod, not the HomePod mini. Um, the other one is that regular HomePod can be used as a home theater with Apple TV 4k HomePod mini cannot. So I'm guessing the assumption is that Apple TV 4k won't see HomePod minis as a, as a speaker option to use this pair, but otherwise multi-room audio works using them as a stereo pair of speakers where it auto detects that if you have two in a room and it kind of knows which one's which that works. Siri obviously works, intercom works, and then using it as a smart home hub works. And, uh, you know, you talked about Siri and one of the things that was interesting, they, they showcased, they spent a lot of time and it was like, okay, we know Siri's limited and they were really trying to beef it up. Uh, the thing here for people that are worried or curious is that Series, at least in regards to the HomePod, you have personal requests where it can detect multiple users. It only pulls out your personal data if the iPhone is local to that home that you're there. So let's say I I go away, no one's gonna be able to, even if they impersonated my voice, use get access to my information unless my phone is on site. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm, that is, an, and you know, and this is the other thing. If you're, and this may be where Apple nails it, is the privacy aspect, mm -hmm. because we know that the, you know, the Alexa and the Google people are just always worried about the privacy aspect of those two. So if what you're saying is is you know kind of indicative of how they've done privacy on this thing, that is cool, and I think that that is a differentiator for sure. And Apple, you know, they're not really interested. It's it's they're not super interested in all your private data. They don't need to be. In fact, I mean, the way the the operating system is built and everything is like, you know, they don't really need to build this profile of you, which is kind of cool. And so they can definitely flex that to their advantage with a product like this. That's a great point. You know, the the other thing that, um, although I would say, you know, using Siri with multiple people in your home might be difficult because see, people don't know that Rich and I, you know, we talk here and there and we have phone calls and according to Rich, we were exchanging a Siri, uh, he was using a text message with Siri and at the end of his message saying, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm free for the podcast. At the end of Rich's message, it said, say my name. <laughs> he said, he's like, I'm with my son at his class, uh, so I'll get back to you say my name. And I wrote back to Rich, say my name. Oh. He's like, that was my son. I'm guessing he want, because you referenced him, he wanted you to tell, not say, oh, my son. He wanted you him, to use his name. It was, I was on my Apple watch and you were texting me while I was sitting down with my kid for school. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. My kid go, and I was, I'm just sitting here with my kid and he goes, say my name. And that's in the watch caught the end of that with the voice transcription and of course it's sent immediately and I was laughing because anything else like say my name just has like a connotation to it <laughs> oh really what's that <laughs> oh my gosh it was just anyway so that was I will never live that down no and that I'll forever it's it's rich say my name Demiro. <laughs> for a lot um, of people it is oh wow Dun dun. All right, let's let's. Oh, sorry. Quick thing. Uh, HomePod Mini will be available to pre-order on November sixth. Available starting November sixteenth. So it's a ways out there. It's the pre-order will open actually at the same time, and we'll get to them as the iPhone twelve Pro Max and the iPhone twelve Pro Mini. But it will be available on a different day. So let's just jump Wait, over before we, before we move on. Oh, yeah, just oh, yeah, oh, you want to you want to say my name again? HomePod Mini will be one of the gifts of the holiday season. Absolutely. 100%. Because it's so easy. It's at that sweet price point. And you know someone, you have an iPhone? Oh, perfect. Let's get them this. And who's going to complain about getting a HomePod? An Apple no product that's 90? No one's going to complain about no that. No one. And I see this in every Airbnb in America, by the mm, way. Great call. Great call. All right. Say my name, Rich. You want to talk about iPhone 12 now? Let's talk iPhone 12. <laughs> All right, let's start off with you. Uh, your impressions, I mean, there's there's four models, so there's a lot to talk about and get into, but kind of your overall feelings with iPhone 12. Okay, I, my overall feeling is, I would say, underwhelmed, but I don't want to say disappointed because, look, my last iPhone, the iPhone 11 Pro Max, is nearly perfect. Mm -hmm. 
And so when I was going into this event, I could not think of a place that Apple could improve. I mean, the camera is rocking. The battery is just phenomenal. Um, you know, the software got an update, the everything. I mean, what more can you do with this thing? So when we looked at the iPhone 12 and we saw the announcement, it's like, I feel like Apple was struggling a little bit. I mean, it's got the new design, which is cool. It's got the new colors um, and the camera setup, you know, is obviously improved, but, it, and of course, and the processor. So, but it's just a solid upgrade where it's like, okay, this is the next iPhone and it's going to be better than the one that's in my pocket. And it's going to, you know, be great, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I need this today, even though I do. <laughs> hey, I was, you know, I was just ho-humming ho it through the keynote because an, for better or for worse, I would actually say for better because it helps me with my channel, but so much was leaked about the iPhone. I mean, I would arguably say the rumors were maybe like 95 percent on the mark the only thing that was debated was really the price point which at least entry price point i think a lot of people are saying 649 or 699 it wasn't determined but it ended up being 699 for at least for the starting price but we knew so much we knew that 120 hertz refresh rate wasn't gonna come we knew that there would be no touch id we knew they were gonna keep the notch um we knew everything about this phone but watching it for me the the 11 Pro surprised me because I went into that one thinking, eh, I don't need to upgrade. I don't really care. But once I got it in my hands and reviewed it because the camera system was so amazing, just how seamless it was, and then also the battery life was bonkers at the time for the 11 Pro, you know, I kept a more open mind with the 12 Pro now. And that camera system, Dolby Vision HDR, 4K, 60 frames per second as a creator, which is, you know, my job, I probably was not excited about anything that the iPhone 12 did until that. That's what made me say, damn, I care about this phone now. And that's understandable. And I, I totally get that as a creator. But for the average person, I mean, in my report on KTLA, I didn't even mention the words Dolby Vision. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, I got I actually got an email from Dolby yesterday explaining kind of like how it all works. And by the time they started like saying, okay, and then you can watch it on a Dolby Vision TV and you have to transfer it and Final Cut editing is coming later. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa what? <laughs> it, it's like there's so many asterisks and it's great, but it's one of these things where, I mean, look at any video you ever see. I don't know what's going on, but look at, you know, we have these amazing smartphone cameras, but time in, time out, look at any video you see on the local news of someone who like caught something, you know, that happened. Mm -hmm. It's the worst video you can ever see in your life. You're like, wait. What, what kind of phone is that person using, right? If they caught like, you know, the, the bear in the forest or whatever it is, it's always like the grainiest, worst video in the world. So I think the average consumer is not ready for Dolby Vision. No, no way. They don't even, they don't even know how to awesome. pronounce it. They don't even, did I say it wrong? But no, 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 say, you didn't. Say my name. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Rich. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you. I mean, I was just kind of talking about why I was excited, but look... I, Again, it always comes down to where you are in the upgrade cycle. I think this is going to be a solid update. You know, you have those people that like to upgrade. I mean, we always have the early adopters, so let's throw them out of this conversation. You have the people that uh, own a phone maybe two or three years old. I think they're going to really like this phone. Then you have the people that are in that five-year range, four, five, six years, that have like a literally an iPhone 5 or an iPhone 6, 6S. They're going to love this upgrade. Um, it just didn't really have to, they don't have to really change much. You know, for the tech people that want a 120 20 hertz refresh rate, cool, that can come next year. No, the audience that is the Apple target, if you gave them a phone, I don't think they'd even re recognize that 120 hertz refresh rate is on it. No. I really don't. And I've been playing with a lot of these phones that have that, and it's great, but like, to you know, I go back to the iPhone, and I'm not sitting there going, oh, I can barely look at this thing anymore. So it's not as if, remember when they went from like the regular display to retina, where yeah. it was like anyone, you know, could see the difference. And, you know, with 120 hertz, it's like, eh, it's a little bit more nuanced. I mean, yes, you can tell that there's something going on there, but it's not like, you know, I, and you just, again, you have to keep in mind, Apple's audience, it's, there's a lot of people buying these phones. You're talking what, millions, 80 million, I don't know, 100 million? 100, yeah, 100 million, like out so, of the gates typically. You know, you just, it's a, such a small percentage of people that kind of see these nuances and Apple plays to that and it's fine because what they're doing is they're really delivering such a great product that, 
that's what's kind of nice about it. It's like, you know, whether if you're getting the mini or the 12 or the pro or the max, it's all going to be pretty amazing. And that's what people look forward to when they upgrade is like, they don't really know exactly how it's going to be better, but they just know it's better. Man, what a, what a luxury for a brand to have. Do you know what I'm saying? When you just said that, yeah. <laughs> what a yes. freaking luxury. It is when you have other brands like OnePlus where they're sitting there with like the craziest specs yes, and everything. Yes. And every six months, it's like reinventing the wheel with these insane specs and like the newest, greatest, latest. And it's like they've still had trouble kind of getting a foothold in the U.S. Um, you know, Samsung, same thing. And it's like no matter what they throw at the wall, it's like some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. And it's like people talk about it for a little bit. But at the same time, all these iPhone owners know is like just it's that just that knowledge that their next device will be better than the last in ways that they're not really sure, but Apple's sort of looking out for them. All right, big thanks again to GigaPoints for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. And did you know that with the right credit card, you could be earning hundreds or even thousands of dollars in rewards every year? Well, GigaPoints is a site that matches you with the best cards for the way you actually spend. So you can score cash back, free travel, and a whole lot more. It's quick and easy to use, so there's no answering a bunch of questions or doing a lot of research. Simply create an account and receive your recommendations in a few minutes. The GigaPoints algorithm is the one that does all the work for you. And if you are really serious about protecting your data, GigaPoints never sees any of your login details or credit card numbers as it uses Plaid to intake information. That is the same tool used by Venmo, American Express, and Coinbase. So your banking information is encrypted and secured during the process. It also maximizes your personal reward potential. So other credit card sites have this kind of one-size-fits-all approach to show you what will make them the most money. GigaPoints only wants to find the best deals for you personally. So I signed on with a new credit card. Remember when I tried to do that whole thing with the Apple card back in the day and it was a pain in the butt? I don't know if you remember because I had to go like back and forth with them. I think it went at least past three months. I pretty much gave up and then on a fluke, I finally filled in my information again and four months later or so, I got the Apple card. So on GigaPoints, you don't have to do that. You connect it to the credit cards you already have. You log into your bank accounts, then they can pull your spending habits based on categories and break that down with you. It has this kind of fun little animation. And then it also offers you a card that will get you the best money back. So I guess I have a good one for what I do because they were able to suggest a few different ones that got me back a little more cash than I already have. But it doesn't hurt to even try their service out and see if there are better options out there for you. Every time I put in different account information, they definitely gave me at least an option if I wanted to switch it up. So to see how much you could be earning on your credit card each year, go to gigapoints.com slash applebits. That's G-I-G-A points.com slash applebits. I don't know how much of this stuff you dug into, but I also thought, um, like I'm, I'm in the situation where I don't exactly know what I'm going to do because, you know, we have the 12 Pro and then the 12 Pro Max camera is slightly better in certain ways. Rich, I don't know about you, but when I watched the keynote, they were talking about so many different things with this camera does this, this camera does that. I couldn't really make sense of what exactly the cameras have. So I went onto their website and unfortunately they didn't present like this camera has this, this camera has that in a nice like organized table like you would have thought. Right. It was just straight up like on the tech specs. It was a long list. And then sometimes in parentheses, it would say, iPhone 12 Pro and other times it would say iPhone 12 Pro Max. So normally I do a reaction video out of the gates, but this time I literally did a a video that I put all this information in nice little easy to read tables and did a video on it because it was actually pretty confusing because I couldn't really tell what are the differences. And so, you know, when I talk about that, I kind of allude to the fact that this keynote about this iPhone, although we know it's going to be a better phone in in many ways, they're kind of little like things here and there that I don't want to say Apple deliberately hid, but this seems kind of like a weird situation where, for example, the iPhone 12, you know, they kept on saying, oh, it's $699. But then if you go to purchase it, it's $699 if you buy it on AT&T and Verizon, but it's $30 more if you're on T-Mobile and Sprint. Now, they, yeah. they weren't going to say that on the keynote, but we've never seen that from them. I don't know if they cut a special deal. But something like that, something so small and subtle like that, I'm like, that kind of felt icky. And then 
Well, they did say it starts at six ninety nine. Well, so yeah, they, I mean, I know. On. But bro, have we ever seen like just being on a different carrier them charging you more money without us? They weren't going to say it at the keynote. I know that. No, of course they're not. But they did. They, yeah, I mean that that is weird. Um, that why they would do that, I'm not sure. But obviously, I think it's some sort of kickback with five yep. G. Yep. Whereas, you know, AT&T and Verizon really want people to get on their networks. That, If I had to guess. No, no. I, I think, they, you know, they haven't publicly said that. They've never explained why up to this point. And I would agree with you. It might be related to that. But it, that was kind of icky. Okay, I'm going to go to – I'm going to keep on going through ickies and then you can either agree or disagree because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this icky investigation of icky. Okay, so no power adapter and no charger. I'm, I'm not of the school where I'm, like, really mad about this. I do – you know, I wish that if you're taking out $50 of the phone, I'm not saying make the phone $50 cheaper. In fact, those, funny enough, the T-Mobile and Sprint phones are actually $30 more without the charger and the power adapter. But they include a lightning to USB-C cable in the box. Mm-hmm. So even if you had an older charger, and I guess they're assuming you're going to use an older cable, the cable that they provide you isn't even compatible with most people's chargers. I know, and they totally, they totally just glazed over that or whatever. You know, they just went right over that in the keynote. And I knew immediately because I, you know, <laughs> this tweet that I put out is just crazy viral. This, uh, you know, I said, Apple is no longer including headphones or a power adapter in the iPhone box, but it will still come with a USB-C power cord. <laughs> And so, you know, this is getting so some people picked up on the fact that like USB-C, when my mom gets that in her box, she's going to be like, wait, what is this? This doesn't plug into my wall. So now here's the thing. I actually had to go to my my iPhone box, like for my iPhone Pro Max. So I was like, I feel like they've shipped like a, a power adapter with USB-C. And I it, they did with the top models last year. Right. With the 11 so, Pro Max. The 11 Pro Max, okay, uh, maybe okay. the 11 Pro as well. I'm not I don't, sure. I don't think they did, but I can try and find my box. But okay, keep going. But anyway, so I had to look in the – I literally went to my box this morning to see. I was like, wait a second because that's kind of a big deal. And But the other thing is, okay, so I didn't want to like go off on it on TV today because it was like, all right, I get it. People would argue, well, last year you got one, so you don't need one. Mm-hmm. But the reality is let's look at the upgrade cycle. For most people, and Apple knows this, it's two to three years. So if you bought a phone two years ago, you definitely do not have that adapter, right? <laughs> definitely. And so now you got to buy this adapter for $20, and it, it's going to be a surprise for a, the million, a lot of people that buy this phone because there's so many of them. I'm shaking my head right now because just like we talked earlier, this Apple appeals to the general consumer. That the, it'll, They'll even try to shove that USB-C connector in their lightning uh, a power adapter because it looks oh, kind of the same. Gosh, right, you're there, right. It looks kind of the same. And, and those were questions I got. They said, "Oh, well, is it? You know, does it plug into the bottom of the phone?" I said, "No, no the bottom is still lightning." You know, until next year when they change that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was icky because yeah. every single per again, this is for the tech heads that you see people that are following this closely. We don't like it, but we will kind of suck it up knowing that okay, well, tech moves on. But not my mom or dad. I'm going to be like, they're gonna be, what? It looks exactly the same. I know, mom. Why do I have to buy this? It looks exactly the same. I know, mom. Yep. It's, yep. Okay, so that was, that, was another, that was another icky. So you're not on board with that one. I, I am on board for the environmental reasons. I, I think that it, it actually is pretty smart when you look at how many people already have this stuff. But for the average person, it's going to be tricky. Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I am... I agree with the environmental story, but I don't think it's, you know, the way that they pitch it as like, it's just from the environment. Of course not. not, Right. And also though, I do appreciate that they're doing it because Apple sells the most phones as an individual company. Like I at least like the fact that they're taking some responsibility and acknowledging this and trying to do something about it instead of any company could just gloss over this and not even, not even try to care, you know? Right. So I'll give them that, you know, I'll give them that. Okay. Here's another Here's another little sticky icky for me. Now, Apple, when they're talking about their cameras on their iPhones, and this this went right over my head until later, you know, they were talking about the, the zoom on the cameras. And they were saying, oh, the iPhone 12 Pro has a 4X oh, zoom yes. range. Yep, the, yep. The iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max has a 5X zoom range. So instantly you see that because they throw this up really quickly. You're like, oh, man. 
Yeah. Apple put a 4X zoom oh. on this. Apple put right. a 5X zoom. Samsung has that. Like, they finally caught up. But, but my get zoom starts. <laughs> it doesn't start. It doesn't start. Yeah, it starts at negative or what? Right. Zoom out, which is yes. the <laughs> wide angle. Okay, so exactly. zoom out is, let's call it negative two. Okay, let's. Who measures it that way? No one does. So, for example, people that are listening because Rich and I are like kind of laughing about it. When you have your lens, your your normal wide angle lens, let's pretend that is zero, okay? You use the ultra wide lens that gives you kind of that more fisheye look. That They say that's a zoom out. So that's two, zoom out two. So let's pretend that's a negative two. You go back to zero. And if you want to zoom into something with the telephoto lens, the iPhone 12 Pro uh, has a 2x zoom in. And the iPhone 12 Pro Max has a two and a half X zoom in. They're taking that negative two and two and making it four. They're taking that negative two and two and a half and making it five. That That's is class. That I've never seen that from a company. That I thought that was I, some shady ass shit. Right you there. know, it, I didn't discover that till this morning when I was doing my. Uh, I, I forget if I was doing blog posts, whatever I was doing, and I all of a sudden I'm reading about this. I'm like, wait a second, it's from. Like negative two, they're starting at the wide angle lens with their zoom, and so that's kind of shady. That's but uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. That is that that I I just thought that was it was just another thing where I'm like, huh, this is just like a an interesting year where I'm not saying they're not going to say this stuff in their keynote. I get that, right? It's always the devils that are in the details after the keynote that's kind of yep. fun to parse out. Of course. But, but I was, um, Samsung kill is killing it this year with their Zoom on the uh, the Note 20 Ultra. Absolutely amazing. They you played with that right? Like yeah. the and the I'm, 10 times or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, the 10x Zoom. Like I don't even look. The space Zoom was way overhyped, right? The hundred. It was like a hundred twenty x Zoom, I think, or a hundred Zoom. And I think yeah. they pulled back on the Note or what was? Yeah, was it the Note? Okay, sorry. No, they pulled back on the S20 line and they made it up to a, like a 50x Zoom. If I if I swap the models out, I'm sorry, people that are listening. So that was that was more manageable. You don't even need a 50x zoom, but you're like, okay, you know, 100, 120, that's unnecessary. But the actual optical itself was really good. I believe it was it a 10x optical. I think on the on the Note 20 Ultra, I think it was a 10 optical, or it could have been like a hybrid. Might maybe yeah, yeah, hybrid five x five x optical five, five digital optical, zoom, yeah, but still 10. a five x optical true optical digital. Yeah. Uh, sorry, true optical zoom of five x. And it did a really nice job. Oh, amazing. It was really beautiful. And Apple is saying... It's a tough we, phone to send back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Apple's saying we got a 5X, but it's not a 5X optical. It's a freaking range. That is yeah. so bad. Come on, man. Well, to be fair, though, I mean, they, they, they mention it quickly, like, on their thing. Like, if you go to their website, it's not like... I don't think that's a big, like... But do they really? Rich, you follow tech. You thought it was five X this whole time. I know. No, I agree. I didn't. I you're. I the fact that I had to like cross reference like ten different things <laughs> to like really figure it out it, it explains it all. Because most people are not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, those I just wanted to bring those points up to our audience because I think they should know this stuff. Just I'm not saying. And here's the thing: is it going to stop people from buying an iPhone 12? No, no, not at all. What did you think? I was actually fascinated by. You know, they didn't give it much time because they couldn't really talk it up other than it's mini. But is the iPhone 12 mini potentially going to be the best-selling iPhone of this bunch? Potentially? I mean, what do you think? Or maybe there's well, a 12? I don't know. I think so because people always go by price. Yeah. And so at 699 or 729 whatever it is, <laughs> um, you know, but I... I don't know. It looks really tiny to me. And as someone who is uh, testing out the Pixel Five right now, uh, did you get a, you got the five yeah, right? I have the five, yeah. It feels like a toy in my hand. It's so tiny, and it's like I don't know what to make of it because I can no longer use a phone that small. And so <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, and I think maybe the five point four inch will be fine for people, but I think it's too small. And so. I don't know. I just feel like we've evolved past that screen size. 6.1 seems to be a pretty good sweet yeah. spot. Obviously, they've got two phones with that screen size. But I think it appeals to people um, that like older that they I always get emails from people that just like small phones. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what they want to stick with. It is easier to manage in one hand. I get that. But at the same time, 5.4 seems really small. I got to see it, you know, because it, the, of course, they showed like the model they showed with it and the video was like, you know, bigger than normal. So, of course, it looked really small, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny on Apple's part. It's like they're kind of, I don't know, that, that was kind of weird. But, um, you know, it looks small to me. So, 
Yeah, you know, the thing is also, you know, you're coming from an 11 Pro Max. So I think any, even, I feel like for you now, you're so used to it. Even a 6.1 inch feels small, but it's manageable. You're like, oh, I, I would still use this, but I bet you it still feels small to you. Well, what's the size of the uh, the Samsung, the uh, S20 FE? Because that feels perfect. Is that um, a 6.4? Is that a 6.4? That is, yeah, I got to find it. Up? Can we can oh, we yeah, this tool called the internet? 6.5 inch screen. Six five, so six I five. mean, gosh, that's crazy because that's even, but that's like all screen, you know? So it is all screen. I mean, Apple still has the bezels. They reduced them a little bit, but they still got the bezels. So, I mean, to me, the FE is like the perfect size. It's so nice. Um, It's a great little size phone. So, but this is not the Samsung podcast. No, this is not. This is called Apple bits, baby. Um, but we still talk about other brands just for the record in case they want to sponsor the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, what do you, what did you think about the MagSafe? You know, I you and I have been around for a while, so I, I love how it's kind of bringing back that retro fe- that retro feel. Even though MagSafe is still best on a laptop and not an iPhone. <laughs> so, uh, I love the fact that they brought back this name that that you know half the population has never heard, and so <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's it's brilliant, you know, because it's like a and I I do like that about Apple. They have this great little sense of humor where it's like this kind of nerdy nod to the past, but they made like almost no reference to it. So I thought that was cool. I think the MagSafe is 100% absolutely brilliant because it, I mean, let's face it, everyone in the world has a case. They've got accessories, this and that. They just opened up a a new billion dollar accessory business overnight for, for not just them, but for third parties. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless with these magnets. Wow, I, I felt like I was just at a keynote, Rich. <laughs> like, if, if I can take that clip and cut it out and resend it to you, you're going to be like, damn it, Brian. I do but sound like... It. I mean, you could have tripods. Like, if you just want... Like, think oh, about amazing. the act of putting your phone in a tripod, how annoying that is. Like, you can now have three tripods, three different levels that are all set, and you just snap your phone on, and boom, you can go. And, you know, I mean, it's just... There's so many possibilities with this. I love it. I think it's really cool. I'm curious about having magnets in my pocket all day, which is kind of weird, but you know, whatever. I'm sure they figured that. I'm sure they did the research. I mean, I mean, we've we've had phones in our heads for how many years? I mean, I'm sure that that hasn't affected us in any way whatsoever. No, I'm, with radio waves, just just you know, frying our brains. It's, it's good. It's totally safe. Okay, so the iPhone lineup, like we said, depending on the carrier, um, at least it starts at 6.99 for the iPhone 12 Mini iPhone 12 starts at $799. iPhone 12 Pro starts at $999. iPhone 12 Pro Max starts at $1099. Um, follow along with me here. The two middle 6.1-inch models, that would be the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro, those are going to be available for pre-order this Friday, October the 16th. They'll be available sh- whether they're shipping or in stores that are open October 23rd, which would be next week, Friday. And then the Mini and the 12 Pro Max November 6th pre-order, November 13th availability. Ooh, that's fun. Mm, that is a tough one. <laughs> Even saying it, it's like, dear Lord. Oh, yeah. I tried explaining it on TV today, and it just got <laughs> so in the weeds. I mean, it was it was bad. Didn't you tweet out a picture of, like, a handwritten, like, this state's this, this one's this, like, something like that? Yeah, because the thing is, it's also like really tough because none of it's in order. So you no. you would think like the the bigger like the higher end models would be in November and the lower end models would be in you know next week. But it's like this whole big thing of like so the two end models are the one <laughs> like the the cheapest and the most expensive are in November, and the two middle models are the ones that are you know in a week or whatever. But I feel like 99% of people are deciding between the mini and the 12, and then the other 99% are between the pro and the pro max. Mm -hmm. So Apple always gives us these choose your own adventure kind of things. They always make things so complicated because, you know, you got to sit there and, oh, do I really just want to jump the gun and get the, you know, the mini or the, you know, whatever, or or I just want the, instead of the mini, I'm just going to go with the iPhone 12, you know? Is do you know? I know you have kids. Is choose your own adventure still popular? Is it still even around? I'm just curious. I don't think so. I think actually Netflix did something like that. Oh, yeah, with like oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. What was that show? What was that movie called? It was actually pretty fun. I don't remember. Yeah, do I? I remember doing it, but I totally don't. See yeah. how see how that really worked out well. It didn't work on Apple TV. It my, did not. My, that's right. They tell me they're like you don't. It says Netflix says we don't have a smart TV. I'm like yes, we have a. I mean no, we don't. But like this is not a stupid machine. That's right. I totally remember that. So, all right. So, uh, 
how about winners, losers, anything that stuck out to you? I mean, I think we both agree the HomePod Mini is a winner for the Apple kind of user that's been kind of waiting for a smart home. I don't, I don't think it's a winner when you look at the whole broad spectrum of the industry, but I think they can definitely make a chip in that. Even if they go up like three or four percentage points, that's a big deal. I think the losers are still the, the 64 gigs of base storage on the 12s. Mm-hmm. I think the winner is the 128 gigs on the the higher end, which is still, if you're still, I mean, pro, I guess you can get away with the 128, but I mean, I think that that was nice that they, they finally upped that Jeez, ante a little it's bit. Been, it's been years. I mean, we've yeah. been wanting that on the high end model for years. The ceramic shield is kind of a little bit of hype, I'm sure, Very because hype. who's, I mean, look, let's put it this way. Okay. So yes, your screen is better. I, on the flip side, how many people are not going to put a screen protector or a case on their phone because of this new tech? Almost nobody. So you know, yes, there's always those people that like to carry their phone naked, but they're still going to do that, whether they have this or not. So it doesn't really help the average person to have that tech, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, it's storytelling, bro. You know what I mean? It yeah, was like, they're like, we made a custom crystalline structure to do It's like companies make custom aluminum metal alloys for their products all the time. So it's kind of like, even sometimes you get seduced because they have all these like really cool, crazy visuals and stuff. Right. But I, I mean, I don't know. Um, we didn't talk about it too much, but I do. I before we finish up, I did want to kind of go back and rewind a little bit about the 12 Pro Max and the fact that it has a different camera, a better camera than the 12 Pro. Better in small ways. I'm just gonna like you had to kind of find this on the site, but they did mention it briefly. We have that new iOS image stabilization sensor so it basically kind of rocks back and forth where the actual sensor does that work that's in the iphone 12 pro max um you're also getting we talked about the uh 5x zoom range and then it has a 47 percent larger sensor so larger pixels help increase the amount of light it gathers even whether you're a creator or not and there's always going to be people that buy the best camera was you're a Pro Max guy, but does that make you happier to know that you're definitely getting oh, the best camera on an iPhone? Absolutely. I love that they do that. Because, I hate that they do that. Well, okay, okay. I, I Yes, I, I love and hate. So I love, as, as a person who wants to purchase the best phone, I like the fact that I get a little bit extra with the Pro Max versus the Pro, but I do feel sorry for <laughs> the fact that you can't have the best on this. If you, I guess because I like the bigger screen anyway. So I'm like, Oh good. I'm buying the top of the line. I deserve the top of the line camera. But I think it is like, you know, if you look at the the 12 and the 12 mini, they are identical specs, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just a a matter of screen size. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, this look, I'm going to come up with all these type of like not conspiracy theories, but Okay, granted, there is a little more space on the 6.7-inch iPhone for them to maybe move some components around. But my thinking is that, look, if they were going to accommodate that specific um, image stabilization and that sensor in the current 6.1-inch iPhone 12 Pro, they probably would have had to re-engineer the layout inside of it specifically for the 12 Pro versus pretty much keeping the same internals of the regular iPhone 12 to the regular iPhone 12 Pro, meaning that they don't have to go through all that R&D and kind of build out a new chassis and kind of rearrange. So it's, in a way, you've got to imagine they had those conversations and it was a little bit of maybe a cost-cutting factor, maybe logistics. I don't know 100% sure that they couldn't fit that sensor in, but to me, not having the same camera on a line that you're calling Pro that I'm not a fan of that, you know, if yeah, it's the pro line. Now, now that I think it more through, I actually take back what I said. You don't so, have to. No, no, I, you know, I do because this, this actually does annoy me and I'm not sure why I was so excited. I think maybe I was excited for me personally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, but I, but I forgot the bigger picture of the fact that, yeah, why, if you prefer a smaller phone, why do you have to get the lesser of the camera? That, that actually does annoy me. And so I, I take back, strike the record because- <laughs> I was just speaking for myself being very selfish, but no, I totally think that, yeah, it's just, and, and we see phone makers do this all the time. It's like, like even with the, uh, the note and I keep bringing up Samsung, but like, you know, I feel like these are two companies that do capture a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And with the Samsung, with the note 20 versus the note 20 ultra, it's like, 
the Note 20 Ultra was way too big for me. That was just, that phone was just, you know, I said I liked big phones, but that one was way too big. <laughs> yeah. And it was literally like too big to handle, even without a case on it. And so I was like, if I put a case on this thing, it would be even more enormous. And so ultimately I was just like, this is terrible. And the Note 20 was very um, appealing, but it was just totally different device. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, why do you have to give up all these things just because you want choice in size? I just think that if you're having a product line and you call it the same, like we already, there's already, it was already kind of questionable. Okay, what exactly does Apple mean when they say pro? Okay, it's their top of the line. Okay, fine, right? Whatever product line it is, whether it's iPad pro, there's no clear definition of like, this is what makes an Apple product a pro product. It's typically the top of the line of that product category, whatever it is, okay? So then, but if that whole camera thing, you know, I'm in, a, I'm debating it and you know, I'm, it's cool that you saw it that way. Like you realize, oh yeah, like, you know, it, it helps me out. I don't have to think about another phone. Cause I always get the pro max. I'm getting the best camera. Awesome. I would, I would think the same way if I was you. Right. But I'm in the spot where I want the best camera and it's not like this is a completely, this is the pro family, <laughs> like put right. the same stuff in a pro. Yeah. I now. Now, last year they did do the same, I think, right? It was yeah, just a matter of small versus big, right? Yeah, it was 11 Pro had the same. Uh, 10S Pros had the, had the same. And also with the iPhone, well, the iPhone 10 was its only model at the time. But they never um, made it different between the larger size and the smaller size from, yeah. from, from everything See, that I remember. Yeah, that's, I, that's kind of how I remember it too. It was like, and I was deciding, do I want the smaller phone or the Correct. bigger phone? It's just a matter of the choice of size. Correct. And now you're right. It is kind of like one of these things where you push users into like, well, you want the pro, but do you want the best or do you want kind of the best? And, you know, a lot of people who want the best are now going to be pushed into this larger size, which of course is more money. Uh, not a ton of money. I mean, it's only a hundred dollars, which is, you know, kind of uh, that that kind of range is not so bad. I mean, they probably could have gotten away with another hundred, you know, two hundred bucks, mm -hmm. uh, if they said, "Oh, well, you're getting a better zoom, you're getting a better, you know, this that." But you know, so yeah, I agree. This is that's kind of annoying for for people to have to decide on that. Look, if you're gonna do that and you're gonna call it the Pro Max and put a terabyte of storage in it too while you're at it, then uh, at least then yep. at least I'm like, okay, that's a different model. Right. And it's a differentiator and you're like, all right, well, I am getting this for that extra money. So yeah, at this point now you just feel kind of like, ah, oh, I have to get the pro max if I want the best. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just like, if I want that five time zoom from zoomed out, <laughs> zoomed out. Come on, man. <laughs> let me hold on. Oh, wait, before I zoom in, hold on. Let me zoom out. Oh, oh, wow. That's way too far. Hold on. Okay. Now let me zoom into normal. I mean, uh, standard. Okay. Now let me zoom in. Wow. That is a major difference. <laughs> That's almost a 5x difference, if I had to guess. That's, I'm just doing the math here. Negative two plus three times. <laughs> hey, it's two and a half, bro. They're just rounding up. They really two should have said on their marketing material, 4.5x zoom range. They should have just included the pinch to zoom and said, you know, this has like a 20 times range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's fun. But, you know, you and I are both, you know, we love this stuff. I'm definitely planning to upgrade because the cameras improved but i would say for most for the general consumer man i i think you're still if you bought a phone within even three years four years I and mean, i'm not trying to tell people not to buy a phone but i think you're still kind of okay I, I there's a lot of people that want touch id back in some way shape or form people actually complained a lot to me that hey you know it's on the ipad air 4 why can't we get touch id and a power button on the on the new iphones and Maybe that's coming. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm a school of thought of like, I don't like, I really don't like the notch, but it has, to this point, it has never stopped me from buying an iPhone. I can always say I don't like the notch, but I'm still buying iPhones, you know? Um, yeah. And it's one of these things where, I mean, it takes, I feel like with the iPhone, they don't change things up as quick. And that's something I kind of like about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, and, and Face ID, it worked, I mean, until the whole mask thing, you know? So it's not like, I don't know. It's, I don't, I feel like face ID is kind of a big part of the operating system, like the way that you see notifications. And I guess that could work with the fingerprint too, but I don't know. I mean, medication pain for things even. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it kind of, it, it introduces another level of like, um, um, complication mm -hmm. if you have two different ways, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it will, maybe since they have it now with the fingerprint on the, uh, the power button, maybe that will come to the iPhone eventually. Who knows? Uh, are we going to talk color? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, please. Let's do it. Um, 
you, why don't you start? What's your what did you, what do you like? Well, I kind of like the Pacific Blue. You do? Oh, yeah. You're I, so, did you hold on? Hold on. Did you like the what was it? Was it called Midnight Green when they released it? I did not buy Midnight Green. I'll tell you why. Okay, why? Because I wanted the maximum resale value, <laughs> and I felt like by going with the standard uh, black or whatever it's called, gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like I had much more of a you know like there's more of an audience for that versus the green. So I specifically did not go green. Now. At this point, since, you know, a lot of times with the iPhone, you can gift it to someone or like a family member or hand it down. So I kind of feel like, and you put a case on it anyway. So kind of like you can change it to whatever you want. And at this point, I just, I just think the blue is cool. So I'll probably go with that. It sounds like this is the year where Rich, you're just like, you know what? I'm going to be selfish about my iPhone. I'm going to get the color I like. Oh, all you, all you 12 pro people that don't have the best camera. Eh. I'm good Something. with that. This year Looks is my like year. Your YouTube channel will not be in Dolby Vision while mine will be. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's on. It's on. A, it's on every phone. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> a mini has a Dolby Vision HDR camera. Yeah, because nobody's gonna be able to play any of that stuff, so it's fine. You can only see it on that screen. So. Well, you can if you have. Oh, wait, hold on. If you own an uh, Apple TV 4K with a proper Dolby Vision display TV as well, you have yeah. those three pieces in. I mean exactly you know, i have that so i'm excited about that but i know men, most people don't have that in that specific setup of products all lined up because yeah 2020 don't. is the year of selfish tech <laughs> i've got all that stuff so it's fine for me <laughs> you know what i'm glad you did bring up color because uh one thing that i thought about recently is you know all this tech is maturing has really matured so much i mean what more can you really do that I feel like this year more people in the tech community have been excited about colors more than they have about the tech. Totally. Like, have well, you felt that way this year? Or maybe I'm just I mean, like making the, it up in my head? The consumers or the or manufacturers? Um, Consumers. Consumers and I don't want to say tech influencers. I guess they always get excited about colors because they can just buy whatever they want. But yeah, I think color has been kind of a pop. Color's always been part of the equation. But I feel like this year people have raved about the colors. Like, for example the Google Pixel 5 and the Nest Audio, I love that sage green kind of like soft mint color that they put out there. Like that got me excited. The iPad Air family is basically the same colors as the uh, Google Nest Audios this year. And people are raving about Pacific Blue. People love the uh, the Galaxy Note. Was it the bronze color? That kind of brown bronze color? Like really nice. That was like a cool unisex color. My wife did not like that color. She's like... Man. She's like, did you get that color? Because I was like talking up for a moment in my life. I was considering <laughs> switch to the ultra. And she's like, that must have been a really brief moment, Rich. She's like, you wouldn't get that. No, I really like that phone. I just it was just so big that like I was like, I can't really carry this around on a daily basis. But um, yeah, my wife is like, well, did you get that color? I was like, mm. I'm like, I liked it until you just like said you didn't like it, basically. <laughs> so I I thought the mystic bronze was awesome. And Dude, yes, yeah. Um, look, even myself, like I'm, I do have some Android phones and some, I review some I bought, I mean, I'm also, I guess it also matters that I'm a fan of BTS, but I bought the purple galaxy S 20 because it was purple. Purple is my favorite color. And I did, it worked on me. And also I wanted an Android phone to use as a reference because it's important, but I bought a BTS purple phone because it was purple rich. Wow. That's cool. I mean, look, I think the color thing is cool. I think the the only downside to the whole color thing is like the fact that <laughs> people put cases on and it's like, <laughs> so you can make any phone look any way you want. So it's just more of like, it's just more fun, you know? And like you said, it's people do get excited over it and it's, it's fun for like visually, like it's funny cause Google, when they were sending me the, uh, the pixel said like, which color would you like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you got to send me the green because that's going to be more interesting on TV and visually appealing, you know? Like, I'm surprised. It, it's interesting because, like, if it's, you know, different companies, they want to promote kind of like different, like with Samsung or, um, you know, what was it? Uh, even with Apple, like when they when they send out these review units to people, you know it's going to be in, like, the new color for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, you know? It makes sense, obviously. That's what's new. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. So, okay. They don't have choice, by the way. Say what? Apple never gives you a choice of like what review unit color do you want? Hey, hey, you're lucky. You you get I get a few Apple products here and there, which was like a major accomplishment for me. 
Yeah, I mean, you're still getting the flow, bro. So I, I commend you. That you're lucky to get that. I don't know. Maybe not with this one. It's just you know, you never know with Apple. Well, deadline's really tight this year. You know, I mean, look, they're going on pre-order. They're going to be available. Like, they may not yeah. have as many units anyways. They're like, eh, whatever. Everyone's going to get the same time. Coronavirus has kind of changed things with, at least from the tech standpoint. I mean, obviously, it's changed things in the world, but you know, at the same time, I kind of. I this is a random side note. I kind of get annoyed when I see a lot of the tech bloggers like complain that FedEx is not on time, and I'm like, oh. dude, coronavirus happened. Like, what do you expect? But they uh, really bitch about it. Really bitch about it. it. And it's so funny because number one, that whole process of like getting the unit and like all the stuff that was always like kind of like not really. You don't really sit there and like chat about that yeah. because. The fact that you're getting a unit earlier than most people or whatever, it's like, okay, great. But like to complain that like I, I saw some people complaining that like signatures were required. <laughs> that's a thank you. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you are l- – look, we're we're lucky to freaking get it three days before it comes out. And they're like, oh, my FedEx. Oh, I'm going to – I hate – I'm just like, come on, guys. And it's not one person. It's multiple people. I know. It's multiple people. It is people. multiple people. And although I will say I did have a problem with my FedEx <laughs> delivery. I'm not kidding. Of the, of the Pixel, the FedEx person, even though they didn't – deliver it said that they tried to attempt to deliver and i know they didn't so i there was something there was sort of a little conspiracy going on with the pixel 5 i'm not sure with but review you did get it you did get it right i did get it did you get yours yeah i did but i know how you resolved your issue what you how? said to the driver say my name <laughs> <laughs> he's like which one rich on tech or rich i'm like no rich Jamiro, the full one or or richie rich <laughs> That's reserved for very special. Oh, I'm sorry. I crossed that line. I really am really sorry. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, from from a purchase standpoint, it sounds like you're gonna you're looking to get a 12 Pro Max, and then are you gonna get a HomePod, or you're just gonna wait for the review unit? Hopefully, if they send you. You know, I don't know if I'd get a review unit of the HomePod, but to be honest, it's so inexpensive that yeah. you know, for 100 bucks, I think that. Uh, it's probably something I would pick up like eventually just to, you know, and my, I think my kids would really like it in their room because they, they, they love iPhone stuff. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think, again, I think it's one of those impulse buys. It's just such an, you know, yeah. if we were at the mall again, it'd be something that you'd just be walking by the Apple store and be like, oh yeah, let me, let me get one of those things. Also, you can, you don't have to go like yell at your kids anymore. You just intercom them. It, it actually serves a purpose just as an adult. Totally. And the, the couple of times I've done that, like, as you mentioned, because Google has that, mm-hmm. you know, it scares the heck out of the family. Because <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, uh, dinner is going to be served and I'm done with this podcast in five minutes. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, you're right. It will take a little getting used to like an intercom living with you 24 seven, but it is cool. Oh, yeah. I when I grew up, I had an intercom in my house. It's like one of those, you know, houses they only built in like the 60s that like had all the old tech, but like I thought it was so cool when we moved in there. And nobody used the intercom in our house except who? Dorky Demiro as a kid. Oh no, I just <laughs> Oh, Dorky Demiro. Is that was that a nickname? That was not a nickname, but it's just it fit. But you know, I was a nerd. I was a nerd as a kid. And so to me, you know, as someone who didn't really leave the house much to do sports, <laughs> like playing with the intercom was so cool. <laughs> uh, you're really outing yourself. That's cool. Oh, it's fun. You no, know what? I, I, I embrace, I'm with you. I'm embrace with you. my nerdism. I totally do. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Not much has changed. I'm just on the Peloton more these days. Dude, you're on Peloton. I don't have your username. Well, I'm on the cheap Im- imitation. Okay. Um, I'm on the Peloton. I meant to say I'm on the Peloton app more these days. <laughs> It does. Hey, I'm still on a. Okay, we'll we'll exchange Peloton username information. That that yeah. device for quarantine has been amazing. Oh, 100. percent I would. I would. I went with the knockoff Bowflex, but I would 100 percent buy the the Peloton bike at this point. Like, it, they like it's cheaper. They're like 1500 now for the for the base model now. Yeah, but I I wonder what you don't get for that because. Well, I mean, I can here. We'll take this offline another time. I can break it down for you. You look in that fine print like you did for that four times optical. <laughs> hey, that was you, important. That hey, that's important. Pedal instead of two. That's my job, Rich. That's you our did a great job. job with that. With what? With with getting that out there. Yeah, I think it's important, man. It is. So, all right, bro. Um, thanks so much for hanging out. It's always fun. I mean, this is our way to catch up too. But do you want to tell people again? Remind them where to find Dorky Demiro's work or? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
Uh, richontech.tv. It has a much nicer name at this point, um, but it's the same thing I've been doing since I was a kid, being a nerd, talking nerd stuff, and you know, just nerding out over all this stuff. I love this stuff. You make it fun, Brian. You make it easy, and um, you know, that's where you find me, Rich on Tech. Awesome. Well, we will have you again as usual. Thanks again for always, you know, giving up your time to be a part of the show and really appreciate your insight. And, you know, it's always just fun, man. In quarantine, all I have is time, my friend. You sure about that? You got two kids. <laughs> Don't, let's not trick ourselves. I'm sure you, I'm sure some, uh, someone in the background heard them because they, they get really fired up around this time. So I'm sure you heard them. Uh, well, we didn't refer to them by their proper name. So I'll, I'll wait for the next Siri message. Uh, to hit my phone right about, say my name. There it is. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Brian. All right, bro. We'll talk soon. Later. All right. So those were our reactions. You know, you you kind of, when going into this and just with everything that we knew, you might think that there wasn't much to talk about at this iPhone 12 HomePod mini event, but there was actually a lot to talk about as Rich and I kind of kept on going back and forth. So Look, I'm I'm still going to be a person who's going to upgrade because of my position of, you know, creating content for that camera. But I don't think this this is definitely not a must have. You've got to go upgrade. It's a nice upgrade. I think really the people who are going to gain the most benefit from this and it's going to be a small percentage. But okay, fine. You've had a phone for 4, 5, 6 years. You're going to love this. But people who are that 2-year, 3-year upgrade cycle, if you live specifically in a spot that can fully take advantage of 5G. And you just happen to be kind of like that perfect formula of location. You got the phone, city. I think you're going to love this thing. But for the rest of us, it's probably just going to feel like a nice normal-ish upgrade without blowing our minds. But that 5G, that that's the key for, what, the 5 to 10% of you who are going to really take full advantage of that. So big thanks again to Rich for coming out. and also. Big thanks to our Patreon Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Eric Cohen, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you for your support. And thank you, everyone, for continuing to support this show and all my content. I can never say thanks enough. I'm going to keep on hustling. I hope you enjoyed the videos that I put out this week. I'm still, I still got plenty to cook up. It's, it's like, again, it's iPhone season. So remember, if you want to call and be a part of the show, applebitsshow at gmail.com is how you do it. It's applebits with a Z. Send your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, your comments, your reactions. I would love to hear them. Send them along. But that's going to do it for this week. I'm Brian Tong. Thanks for hanging out. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.